0: Stay awake, be prepared, be vigilant. Typical phrases that we hear on the first week of Advent, the church calling us to prepare for Christ coming into the world, his coming as a little child to be among us. As I was praying uh, about this weekend, it became uh, clear to me that I think in many ways, Advent, everyone, is all about re-entering into reality. It's all about coming back to reality as it is. What do I mean by that? So often, we can live in our head, in our imagination, stuck in our own thoughts, our own perceptions, and forget about what Jesus says, what the church says reality is. Practical example. As we enter the holiday season, we can hear the priest every year say, okay, spend time in prayer, you know, don't get too caught up in shopping, blah, 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 right? And how we can actually perceive that, how we can come to understand that is, okay, so I'm supposed to leave reality leave the space the life that i'm living and live in my imagination around this like idea of this baby that was born in israel wherever that is in some manger around some shepherds it's kind of weird that we can come subtly to believe that we have to escape right we have to somehow escape our reality to somehow, like, comfortably accept and receive the truths that we believe. That we can come to see our faith, the realities and truth of faith, not as reality, but as just our simple imagination. And in fact, Advent is the exact opposite of that. That we know, right, the things of this world are passing away, materialism of shopping, the more I shop, right? The more pleasure I get, the more money I make, no matter what I do, right? It's an illusion in many ways. That—that That is the imagination. That is the dream that we live in. And reality, in fact, is the truth and the reality of our faith that Christ is going to be born for us at Christmas and he's going to be reborn in us in our very heart. Right? That the truest reality is God dwelling within us. That it's not some make believe, imaginative reality. And so Advent is about actually coming to a greater state of acceptance of reality. I always tell my students, right? Truth is reality, and reality is truth. If you want to know what the truth is, you come to live more and more in reality. What is reality? Reality is what's here among us, but also more deeply and more truly the mysteries of our faith, right? God becoming man to save us from our sins, the most profound truth that there is. Two practical examples from Scripture, everyone, that we have to reform our imagination to what reality is, not reality to what our imagination says it is. It's critically important. It's the gift of being Catholic, of having the church, that we know exactly what reality is because the church, as the living body of Christ, Jesus Christ present to us in the world today, tells us what reality is. So it helps to form our imagination here, right, and around who God is. The two practical examples. Everyone knows the story of the prodigal son. The great story of the prodigal son. son takes the father's inheritance, goes back, squanders his money, comes back to his father, asks forgiveness. His father pardons him and throws a massive party for him. But it's not about the focus on the younger son today, but the elder son. The elder son comes up, won't go into the party because he's angry at the father. And his father comes out and says, son, come rejoice. Your younger brother has come back from the dead. And he says, "Uh, father, I've been obedient to you. I've been doing everything I've been supposed to be doing. And you don't even give me a goat to feast on with my friends. And the father says, everything I have is yours. What's the point of this? The elder son has in his head a false perception of who the father is. That he thinks the father's holding something back from him. That he's not receiving everything that the father wants to give him. That the father is stingy and he hasn't put himself in reality. Understanding who the Father is. And the Father says, right, everything I have is yours. I give you everything. Right? We can live in our head, our imagination, thinking, yeah, God's not doing anything for me. He's not caring for me. He's not doing X, Y, or Z. He says He's come to save us from our sins as a little child. I haven't experienced that. Have we? Right, come to match our imagination, our understanding of God to who He says He is, or do we live in our false perceptions and our imagination? Number two, the parable of the Good Shepherd came to mind because it's crazy in many ways. Only God leaves 99 sheep in search for one, right? It's the radical goodness of God, searching for each and every one of us, ourselves, as the lost sheep. And so, right, put yourself in the spot of the lost sheep, which we all are, and we can sit there and say, yeah, the shepherd's not looking for me. Shepherd's not looking for me. I'm just here alone, right? When in fact, the shepherd is is looking for you all the time, is constantly coming towards us, trying to bring us to himself. And maybe, just maybe, I need to come out from behind my rock. Maybe I have to let myself be found, right? That we can think God's not doing anything for me. He's not trying to find me. When we've actually put ourselves in a spot of perceiving God is not searching for me, When, in fact, I'm just not letting myself be found by him. Right? Holding back from him. Not letting myself be converted to move towards him. Not opening ourselves up to receive and be found by God. Everyone, that's what I mean about re-entering into reality. The truth of who Jesus says he is. And what he has come to do is free us from our sins. And these false perceptions that we have, if I just buy like one more gift for someone, I'll be happy. What do we do with that false perception of reality? Because we know it's not gonna make us happy, right? Do we turn to Jesus in trust and say, Jesus, I know this isn't true. Jesus, give me the faith, the trust to believe that this won't make me happy that you will make me happy and I keep coming to you. How do we do this? In utterly practical ways, if you're like, Father, this is abstract, nice, big ideas, but not really practical. Three ways of how we re-enter into reality, everyone, how we come to understand truth and reality and make it more part of our life. Number one, mass. All right. the more we go to mass, The more we base ourselves in reality. The greatest reality, the most really existing thing is heaven, right? The saints are more alive than we are. God is more alive than we are. The angels are more alive than we are. And it's here at Mass, right, where God comes down, breaks through our little world our finite material reality, and he, right, reveals himself to us in the most profound way possible through his body, blood, soul, and divinity. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit making themselves utterly present here at the sacrifice of the Mass. That reality breaks into our reality, right? God's reality breaks into our space and makes himself present. And that's where we have to build our whole life, is the mystery that we celebrate here. It's the core and epicenter of our life. The more we receive from God at Mass, the more our uh, own reality has a foundation and can grow. The Daily Mass times for Bismarck, everyone, if you're able to go to Daily Mass, which I highly encourage, are these. 6.45 a.m. at Cathedral, 7 a.m. at St. Mary's here, 7.15 a.m. at St. Anne, 8 a.m. at Cathedral and Ascension, 12.10 p.m. at Corpus Christi, and 5.15 p.m. at St. Anne's. If you're able to go to daily Mass once in a while, I highly, highly encourage it. Number two, confession. I think confession might be the most utterly practical sacrament for grounding us in reality why when we walk into the confessional when any of us do including myself we have to acknowledge this we have to acknowledge this is where I'm at we all want to live in this is where I think I should be this is where I want to be right this is right not where I wish I was but confession makes us have to accept and consider, yeah, this is where I am. This is what I've done. God, this is, you need, I, need my, I need your help. Forgive my sins, and we move on. That we come to a greater acceptance of the reality of where we are, right? That confession helps us to accept not where I think I should be or who I am or who I wish to be, but who I am right now. That's what confession does. I would highly encourage as well, be able to go to confession during Advent. But the more we go to be forgiven of our sins, the more we become who we are meant to be. Number three, last, everyone. Having a real, having real meaningful conversation in our families. Right, parents, I know the struggle of having real, meaningful conversation. I teach your kids, right? And I know how they look at you when you ask them a question. They just look. Hey, what do you think about this? They avoid, avoid eye contact. I understand the struggle, but it's so important for us to be able to have real, meaningful conversation about the why of life, the important things of reality, and who God is. The, the beauty and the profound nature of life itself, right? And who God is, the sacraments, what our faith means to us. To have those real, meaningful, deep conversations, which often happen around a meal, right? To be able to do that regrounds us in reality and awakens our heart to the coming of Jesus Christ. I pray for, that you receive that grace this Advent that Jesus becomes more real for you and becomes more of a reality for you.